0: Welcome to Teach Me GCSE Biology, a revision podcast for GCSE Biology students in partnership with Cardinal Newman Catholic School. I'm Ria Corbett and I'm Sarah Matthews.
1: Hi, I'm Ria Corbett. I'm a science teacher with Biology Specialism and on Teach Me GCSE Biology, I'm teaching my co-host and little sister,
0: Sarah Matthews.
1: GCSE Biology, topic by topic, to hopefully provide you, our lovely listeners, with an audio revision resource.
0: Yes, we hope that you incorporate us into your revision, and as a part of your learning journey. Dip in and out, listen to the episodes on your weaker topics, or use us as your audio biology bible. Whatever you need us for, we are here.
1: So, here we go, episode two. two. Episode Two. <laughs> it's a bit weird because we've got an A-level biology podcast and we're on like 66. 66. Yeah. Yeah. So back to episode two, where we're looking at microscopy. Within this episode, we're going to talk about how microscopy techniques have developed over time. We're going to explain how electron microscopes can increase understanding of subcellular structures. So basically how electron microscopes have allowed us to know or see the smaller organelles inside cells. So it's not just nucleuses and bit of cytoplasm there is actually more to it like we learned last episode but it's only limited to the differences in magnification and resolution between electron and light microscopes so I'm going to start off with the question what is a micrometer?
0: I don't remember like half a cell
1: (laughs) (laughs) well um, a micrometer if you look at a ruler so just like a normal ruler okay and it's got centimeters on it
0: is it like the
1: divisions half of
0: a millimeter? No,
1: no, it's a thousandth of a millimeter. Okay, never so would have remembered that. You've got you've got like a normal centimeter ruler, and then the smallest divisions on it are actually millimeters. So yeah. there's the ten millim- ten little lines that make up one centimeter. If you were to take the space between two of those little lines and split it
0: down into a thousand, split
1: it into one thousand, that would be a micrometer. And that's the sort of that's very small. measurements that you're looking at when it comes to cells and things like that, and what's inside cells. even smaller unit as well, called a nanometer, and that would be a, th- a thousandth of a micrometer. So oh, wow. we're talking about stuff that you haven't got any chance we're of seeing. Seeing
0: the organelles with
1: that one. Yeah. So the smallest, smallest organelles, like ribosomes things like that so i just wanted to get that out there because if i start talking about micrometers and nanometers within the scope of different microscopes then it might get a bit confusing so when we talk about micrometers we're talking about something that is a thousandth of a millimeter and a millimeter you can see on a ruler but a micrometer you haven't got any chance of really being able to comprehend it in your in your head and then even smaller than that a thousandth of micrometer is a nanometer. Let's start having a little think about microscopes. So we'll start with the light microscope first, okay? A light microscope or an optical microscope uses light to form an image. Depending on what type of microscope you've got, it might be one that uses electric light or it might be one that has a mirror underneath that you can sort of move about a bit until you get light reflected up or where you need it to be, through the specimen, through the slide on the stage. They're good enough, really, for school, because it does allow you to see the basic shapes of cells. So we'll talk through how the microscope works, and we'll talk through how to make one of those slides, and the sort of images you would see. So we've got a resource at teachmescience.co.uk. If you look at the GCSE Biology tab, and you click on the Google Drive, and you click on Episode 2, you will find... A series of pictures on a resource.
0: Aggressive nodding.
1: Aggressive nodding from Sarah. (laughs) First of all, we've got just a typical sort of labelled microscope. So you you can see the eyepiece. Eyepiece usually has a times 10 magnification already. So just by looking through the eyepiece with nothing else, whatever's on your slide will be magnified 10 times. So it'll be 10 times bigger. Underneath the eyepiece, you've got like a little nose piece and that's like a little wheel and then there's three different objective lenses on there. So you can turn the wheel to look through different objective lenses and each of those objective lenses will have a different magnification of its own. So the smallest one is normally times four. And then you'll have a medium size one, which is times 10. And then you'll have a stronger one, which is times 40. Does that make sense?
0: Not like any times 100 or nothing.
1: There isn't an objective lens that's times 100. If you're looking through the eyepiece at times ten and you're also then looking at through an objective lens of times ten, ten times ten is a hundred. Okay. So if you're using the eyepiece and the times ten objective lens, it will be times one hundred. Yeah. Usually when you're observing something through a microscope, you would tend to start on the smallest objective lens, so that would be times four. And you would use the coarse focus to focus properly on what you can see and then once you've got that in focus if you want to look at the specimen even closer you would go up to the next objective lens and focus using that if that's close enough that's fine if not turn to times 40 and do the same again depends how close you want to be but different magnifications will give you different obviously give you a different view because you're going to see less cells and things like that as the closer you look okay so you are to see much much closer of individual cells The fine focus is just to make sure that once you've used the coarse focus to be able to see that there's cells there, you can use the fine focus to really make sure that you're seeing a clear image. And then underneath that, as I said, there'll be an electric light that you can just literally plug in and switch on, or there'll be a mirror that you can move about to reflect light up through your specimen. And that's really all you'll be really concerned with when you're using a microscope there are other things to it like there are um, like condenser slides and things like that but not something that you normally concern yourself with while you're at school using a microscope you tend to just want to focus on it the stage is obviously where the slide goes there'll be two clips that you can put your slide on so it doesn't move about and then you'll have your specimen there as well the use of a light microscope is very straightforward very simple it takes a little bit of practice but usually a couple of goes and you'll get it you will be able to focus on things pretty much straight away it doesn't take a lot of practice really so as i said they're fine for school they're fine for uni because you can just magnify things depending on what type of microscope you've got it could be up to 1500 times bigger a microscope that we would use in in school typically with a times 40 objective lens being the highest magnification that would lead to a times 400 magnification overall but some light microscopes can make things up to 1500 times bigger and when we talk about magnification what do we mean by that zoom in typically magnification the definition of magnification is how many times bigger the image is that you're looking at through the lens than the specimen on the slide you can use terms like zooming in but be very careful how you use it because it doesn't always lead to marks in an exam question probably the most important part to remember is yes it will magnify things but the issue that we have with light microscopes is that it has quite a low resolution do you remember what resolution means definition yeah sort of yeah resolution is
0: see things as clearly as you could see them yes
1: so resolution is The ability for a microscope to distinguish between two points. So if the distance between those two points is actually quite small, if you're trying to look at something that is between those two points and it's actually really small, your light microscope won't necessarily be able to pick it up and you won't be able to see the finer detail, the smallest objects that you should be able to see in a cell. Because it can't distinguish between them.
0: For example,
1: organelle. Like organelles. So the resolution for a light microscope is 0.2 micrometres. If something is smaller than 0.2 micrometres, you will not be able to see it through a light microscope. It would just look like part of the cytoplasm. It wouldn't be able to distinguish that there was something else there. Mm -hmm. It would just look like a blur. It's a bit like camera pixels. If you haven't got enough pixels through the image... You can't see what's there. It just looks blurry, doesn't it? Yeah, same sort of thing. And it's generally to do with the fact that the wavelength of light is very long. But you don't really need to know that at GCSE. So you would be able to see a nucleus. You'd be able to see that there's membrane there. But you would not be able to see anything else. And we're assuming that what's inside the membrane and not the nucleus is going to be cytoplasm. But you can't see details. You can't see anything else that's inside that cell and yet there is a wealth of things inside that cell that we can't see. There's all sorts of things going on in that cell as you're looking at it. Definitely not things like ribosomes, anything like that, because they're the smallest things, and they're so small, we can't see them. Just next to the microscope picture, you can see a couple of other images, and one of them is how to make the slide, and then there is also then the image of what it would look like as you looked at it down a light microscope, I've put this in just because it is important that you understand sort of how to make a slide and and, and the, the process that you have to go through to do it. Typically, one of the things that you would do is make an onion skin slide. It steps one, two and three on your resource do show you how to do that, how to just get one single layer of onion skin from the actual onion tissue itself. Once you've got that one single fine layer of onion skin, All you need to do is just place it on top of a little bit of water that you have put on a little glass slide and then put a cover slip over once you've stained it. So a little bit of stain that usually iodine when it comes to things like onion skin will be enough to just stain the nucleus and the membrane and bits like that. If you're using animal cells, so if you've took a cheek swab and you've rolled that onto the slide, You usually use something like methylene blue because that's something that can actually penetrate the cell membrane better of the animal cells and be taken up better by the cell itself, so it stains it better. And then you put the cover slip over the top. That's typically how you make a slide. It's normally called a temporary mount because it's something that can just be... You can reuse the slide later and that sort of thing. So generally, that is how you would do it. And then the image that you would see if you focused on it down a microscope is the third picture on the resource today and again as I said earlier you can see a nucleus in each cell you can see where the membrane is and the wall is and that is pretty much it like I said we're assuming that the space in between is cytoplasm we can't see anything else we can't see any mitochondria we can't see any ribosomes it's quite a lot to remember quite a lot to know about how to use a microscope but still it is important it is an important part In fact, it's so important, it's one of your required practicals, the use of a microscope and making a slide and things Mm, like that. I think I
0: remember doing the onion thing, actually.
1: Yeah, you will have done. But you can do it in year seven. As I said, and evidenced there in the picture, we cannot see those smaller organelles because the resolution of a light microscope is too low. You cannot distinguish between the space that those tiny little organelles are in, therefore you can't see them. But electron microscopes, once they were sort of invented, that made things a lot easier for biologists. So the invention of an electron microscope, which is by using, instead of light, using a beam of electrons. So little negatively charged particles, a beam of electrons out of an electron gun or a cathode ray, literally just straight at the specimen and then, it and then you for can form it it can pass through so you can have transmission which they pass through or you can have scanning where they scatter on the surface that tends to lead to that sort of traditional 3d image of the thing so when you see like pictures of the outside of red blood cells that's usually like a scanning electron microscope when you see pictures inside cells and it's like a 2d image of a cell that's going to be a transmission electron microscope because they actually penetrate through the specimen great thing about using electrons instead of light is that their resolution is so much higher again magnification is going to be much greater could be up to two million times bigger but also the resolution 0.1 of a nanometer ribosomes are definitely going to fall within that range so you can see them you would be able to make out a ribosome if you looked at a cell through an electron microscope because the resolution is so much higher. You can see all that detail. So biologists were absolutely amazed amazed at what was inside cells that we'd never seen before. And that is um, pretty much all the new information that we need for GCSE for microscopy. So we've talked through what a typical light microscope looks like, how to make a typical slide. We've looked at an image of a typical sort of onion skin slide that you would have made and then we've talked about the differences between light and electron microscope being that electron microscopes are so much better because we can see the finer detail the smaller organelles due to the higher magnification but also the higher resolution because ultimately it doesn't matter how much you magnify a specimen if you haven't got the resolution you won't be able to see the detail you would just be looking closer and closer. You would basically just be zooming in to more and more blurred image instead of really being able to see that fine detail. We can see that with an electron microscope.
0: Electron microscopes are very big, aren't
1: they? They are quite big. So I imagine it would probably be about quarter of the size of a classroom, something like that. They are quite big. We've come to that point in the episode where we just look at a few exam questions. So I've got two exam questions because there aren't massive amounts of questions and there's not a massive range of questions. It tends to just be the same question repeated, really. Question one is one mark. Suggest why the ribosomes cannot be seen through a light microscope.
0: Because uh, the resolution's not high enough.
1: What is it particularly about the ribosomes themselves that makes them unable Uh, to be seen? Too small. They're too small. Okay. So the question was kind of focused on why the ribosomes cannot be seen through the light microscope because they're too small or very small. And then question two is actually two marks. Give two advantages of using an electron microscope instead of a light microscope.
0: Uh, You can zoom in further, higher resolution.
1: Higher resolution.
0: You can see more stuff.
1: So that would fall under the same marking point. Okay. So higher resolution or you can see smaller organelles or you can see more detail. That's kind of saying the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um... So higher resolution and higher magnification.
0: Okay, never would have got that. I feel like that also falls under the same.
1: <laughs> no, because you can make an image bigger... Can't you? you can't necessarily but you can't necessarily see, see the detail. Yeah. It will just look blurry. Okay. So, magnification, resolution, different things, but electron microscopes definitely have a higher version of both. Okay, so I will do the roundup. Magnification is defined as how much bigger the image is compared to the actual object or specimen you are observing. Resolution is defined as the ability to distinguish between two separate points. Different types of microscopes have different abilities to magnify objects and have differing resolving powers. Light or optical microscopes use light to form an image and can magnify up to 1500 times bigger than the actual specimen size being observed. They also have a resolving power of 0.2 micrometers. This means if any object being observed through the microscope is smaller than 0.2 of a micrometer then you would not be able to see the details or the object at all no matter how much it was magnified. The invention of electron microscopes by using a beam of electrons to form an image allowed objects to be magnified up to 2 million times. And have a resolving power of 0.1 nanometers. As the smallest organelles, the ribosome, is about 20 nanometers, you could observe small organelles in a cell. And this is how biologists have developed further understanding of cell biology and cell ultrastructure. Got any takeaways?
0: Yes. My first takeaway is. A micrometre is one thousandth of a millimetre. Good. And a nanometer is one thousandth of a micrometre. Well done. I feel like I probably had the same takeaways in the original A-level episode, probably. (laughs) There's light microscopes and electron microscopes. Electron microscopes have a much higher magnification and resolution.
1: Spot on. Okay. I couldn't have come up with three, literally, three takeaways better than that. <laughs> because that's exactly what you need to know. Well done. Good. Okay.
0: Now, if you would like to get in contact with us, you can go to our website. That is teachmescience.co.uk. And then click over to the GCSE tab and all the information you need is there. You can drop us an email at science at gmail.com. And you can also find us on Twitter at at teachmegcsesci, so that is S-C-I. And on Instagram, we are at science
1: Yeah, so get in touch if you have any further questions about any of the episodes, if you'd like any follow-up at all on, on anything that we've said. If you have any great revision you want to share, so we love to share on our Instagram and our Twitter any great images of posters, models, anything at all you've done revision wise that you want to share with others because it does help other people if they,
0: if you I make do, any revision
1: videos, that sort of thing.
0: I remember making, when I did my BTEC science at A level, I remember making a big poster about microscopes. And it was a big orange, I had a big orange, big piece of paper and I glued and drew stuff on it.
1: Oh, wow. I remember doing it. There you go. So, if you've done any big revision posters on microscopes, (laughs) send them our way. We can share them on ours and tag you in, which would be great. Uh, If you want to tell us who you are, where you're listening from, Mm -hmm. anything at all, any feedback, anything, that, that would be great as well.
0: And I'd like to say hi to Warren. Because I, I hopefully he's listening to us.
1: Yeah, Warren. Yeah.
0: I um he's been emailing me from the A level one, and he, I prompted him to listen to the GCSE because he's doing all the free GCSEs. So, yeah. Um,
1: Hi Warren. Hi Warren. Thanks for listening and for your lovely message. Yes. Thank you very much. Yeah. So so get in touch. We'll keep on top of messages and everything yeah. like that. So just let us know. Um, and I think that is it for today. Yep. Was that the bell? Yep, that was the bell.
0: This felt like a quick one.
1: It was quite quick. I couldn't really fit an awful lot in for this one.
0: Because the other one was like 40 minutes long.
1: Yeah, there there wasn't really anything I could put with it. This kind of stands by itself. But like next week, we'll do culture in Microorganisms, so that might be a bit more, I don't know. Yeah. I'm trying to like not have individual episodes for like tiny little topic areas. Like like, like last week, we did cells and specialised cells. You know, yeah. and talked about differentiation all in one, so prokaryotic as well, mm-hmm. so just trying to make sure it gets things. Anyway, but you need to be somewhere?
0: Actually, I do have somewhere to be. I'm going to history. Oh, go on then, yeah. And you've got history. Get,
1: get to history. Go on. I'm hoping go
0: the on. fire alarm goes off. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, we were supposed to have a fire alarm this week, and we didn't get one.
0: Maybe be next week. I don't know. It'll be soon. When I was in class, I used to always hope the fire alarm went off. Like, Imagine if the fire alarm went off right now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so good. <laughs> well, it they better not go class. off my observations. God.
0: <laughs> my name is Sarah Matthews. And I am Rhea Corbett. This has been Teach Me GCSE Biology. And you will hear us next time. Bye. Bye.